0: Welcome to another episode of the Friendly Ex-Muslim podcast. We are now on episode 111. Can you believe that? Today, I have a very interesting guest. But before we get to him, I just want to remind you that this podcast is also available on all of your favorite platforms. So do check it out there. And don't forget to leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Now, on to today's stream. For today, I have a guest He goes by apostate brain. So I'm going to call him Tarek. Tarek is a nickname. He's not able to come out publicly right now. And we're going to go through Tarek's story from beginning to end and uh, what actually motivated him and caused him to reflect on the nature of reality. Um, he's, He's a math guy, math and physics guy. So there's a lot of really interesting stuff there. I also have a math background uh from from years ago so i don't know, let's see if i remember any of this stuff uh but kind uh but um Tarek, how's it going
1: good 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 how are you
0: good good lovely to have you on again uh we talked some many 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 <laughs> i can't yeah. remember even how long ago it was but we did have a conversation <laughs> and i think we had some technical issues back then but today is going to be good you have a good connection now yeah. um so let's let's get started tell me uh tell me all about um how would you like to introduce yourself? So maybe just a quick background and then we can go into your story. Yeah, sure. So I guess like
1: I go by uh, the nickname Tarek and I was uh, like, I was born in Egypt and um, and like I, due to like certain circumstances, like it made me like question uh, religion and then I, like, I, I, and also like, uh, I, I would like to also discuss why I want to, like for instance,, um, why I would like to discuss the absolute truth and uh, why I was heading towards understanding truth in general.
0: Sounds good. So um, I always like to start out with you know going into childhood, like how was it being Muslim growing up? what What was it like in Egypt as you know growing up as a Muslim kid? Did you just take your religion for granted? Was your family religious or not religious? What was that experience like for you?
1: Yeah, so I I grew up in Egypt and I was born somewhere uh, like sometime in the nineties. Uh, both like both of my parents are are religious. Uh, though both of my parents like used to work, so they have like both both have jobs. Uh, I guess like the first time I, I was introduced to Islam. As a kid, was like so. My dad always goes to uh, Friday prayers, so he always used to take me with him, and so he he told me like to mimic him and to just do as as he does. So I did that, and that I mean I didn't I didn't really understand uh, anything at that time, so I was just like following what uh, my dad told me to do, right, and then. Uh, Another experience with Islam as a kid, and I didn't really, uh, like, get into the details of Islam yet. Uh, so we lived in an apartment building, and um, during uh, Zaid, Eid al-Adha, uh, what was happening is that, like, some of the people that lived in that building would uh, bring a cow or, or other, other thing like, or other things, like camel, for instance, to slaughter in in the hallway, so you, that that happens like in in uh, in in certain apartment buildings. I get I guess
0: <laughs> so in the they, building. Wow, yeah, like a yeah. live camel wouldn't fit in the building, would it? <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it was it was a storage area. I guess so. They put it in like storage area where a car goes and stuff. Oh okay, yeah. And I I remember going to the hallway once when uh, when they slaughter the cows. And uh, what happened is that I remember like uh, seeing uh, the cow being slaughtered and stuff, and that that uh, that was really really hard to watch as a child, and like it made me uh, cry at the sight of that. So, um, I mean, like after that, I, I, I would never like go to the hallway to, to witness that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like like fast forward like few years after that. Um my parents were always telling me about Islam and they were like teaching me like the Islamic values. And a lot of what I have noticed with my parents is that uh, they teach, uh, they taught Islam in terms of fear, I guess. So they were telling me about um, like Azab al-Kabr. So where, uh, I don't know, like it's, it's punishment,
0: it's, punishment of the grave.
1: Yeah, punishment yeah. of the, yeah, punishment of the grave. Yeah. So, like, where when you die, like, you get punished if you do like bad things and stuff like that, and it was uh, such terrifying stories that uh, sometimes I used to get uh, nightmares. Nightmares when I thought about it as a child, um, and they were also telling me about um, like what happens to people in hell and what people get in heaven, etc. And um, there is a famous Egyptian movie called Il, Insul Jin*. So I guess by Adil Imam, I don't know if you know him, but um, he's a famous Egyptian actor. And uh, was that, like, it's a movie about, uh, like, a, a woman. And what happens uh, with that woman is that she was, uh, I guess, like a, a demon or uh, the Jin was like you know following her and he wanted to marry her and stuff like that, and um, it was a very scary like I guess like at that time it was a very scary movie so that, <laughs> that movie really like scared the hell out of me, and uh, you know like uh, a Jin for instance like uh, when they go to they go to washrooms and stuff like that right. So <laughs> this made me, like, want, not want to go to any washroom whatsoever. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. After a few years after that, I became uh, very religious, and I used to watch uh, Abdullah Rushdie and Amr Khaled. They were famous, uh, famous, still famous until now. Preachers, uh,
0: right?
1: Yeah, they're famous yeah. preachers, Um uh, and they, they they used to always like sell sell stuff uh, and um, like have uh, CD players and stuff like that for people to watch. So my parents always used to buy that and 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 I, analogously I used to also watch it with them. so yeah so it was actually a custom by my parents to always turn uh, the Quran on while they while they were sleeping. And also all the time too, like even at work. So I guess like I did the same thing. So a few years after that, like during uh, pre-analysis. So that's when I, I guess the journey as a like ex-Muslim started. Uh, so so around
0: like 14, 13, something like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, so what happened is that, um, yeah, like there was a, I guess like it was about from 10 to like 13, 14, I guess. So there was like a cyber cafe uh, opened below our apartment building, and um, it included games amongst other things. So I always like divided my time between like praying, listening to Islamic content, and uh, hanging out in that uh, <laughs> cyber cafe. You got uh, your
0: time for Dunya, you got your time for Dean, you got your time
1: for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was, I guess, like, fun at that time, but... um, Yeah. But, yeah. So, the more, the more that I, like, I played online games and stuff, I was wondering, uh, like, how does these things work? So, I was, like, searching the internet and I, I figured out, like, it's actually through programming. So, I was always like, even as a child, I was always a, a curious kid. So I went to checking like online resources and I taught uh, myself, um, programming.
0: Nice. So, Which language?
1: Yeah, it was in programming in C.
0: Oh, whoa. You yeah. taught yourself C. That's a lot <laughs> yeah. of language.
1: Yeah. There was a very nice book called, uh, KNR. And it's to it, it was written by the person who uh, who invented the C programming language, I believe. Oh, yes, nice. I think so.
0: I um, I learned uh, coding as a kid too, but it was Basic, which was very like very easy compared to oh, C. Oh, really
2: cool. Like Basic, it's
0: <laughs> really cool. like you know, it's it's like English. It's for next, mm-hmm. and yeah. like it's it's whereas with C, you have mm-hmm. like memory allocation and pointers, yeah, and, and it's it's stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, and so you learn so you learned coding by yourself. That's cool. And then what happened?
1: So what happened is that I wanted to understand like further. Like I, I guess I wanted to understand further. Like by so in programming there is always like a first principles. So I learned that from programming, right? From programming in Caesars, like you always have like you call functions. Like for instance, like in 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 programming in C, you call functions. And then you have loops, and but like everything, like you have to stru- structure things according to first principles. So I really loved that uh, philosophy. So I I ended up learning x86 assembly, which <laughs> which is like <laughs> really really hardcore. It was like uh, I guess like it was masochistic mes- of me to to do that, but I I really <laughs> want. <unwanted laughs>
0: So for people that don't understand, uh, just, I mean, I'm going to translate. Assembly language is the, is the, is the very, very low level language that, 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 operates the hardware it's like very very like move 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 you know the code byte, you know it's like i don't even know assembly myself so yeah that was masochist you know? yeah. <laughs> but, but it's useful in real-time programming like people that want to mm-hmm. build like train systems and like mm-hmm. even to this day people sometimes use you know real time for real-time programming at least that's one use case of assembly mm-hmm. um so so wow you really dove deep into this i'm curious how is this connects to this what's what yeah, happened yeah next?
1: yeah yeah i'll 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 mention so actually uh what happened like i mean the reason i i, I learned I learned like uh, x6 assembly was just because i used to play a game called gunbound so it's like it's a game like i guess uh, where you shoot you shoot like stuff and then like you, like there's an angle and stuff like that right and um it's like you know those birds like uh, that game in like uh, the birds that like hit stuff so it was similar similar to it. Uh, so oh I just it's want... like
0: a uh, duck hunt.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So the reason I want is just because I wanted to build like my own like aimbot. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that that was why I like I wanted to reverse engineer the game. So that's... yeah. So but yeah anyways like uh, the reason i'm mentioning that is that actually i can pinpoint the reason that started me like to doubt and stuff like that was learning programming it was for me really a gateway towards logic right and it really pro- uh, and through logic uh, then i started uh, critically analyzing everything in my life and that was like around 13 14 eventually um like that led me to leave islam because i was like starting to put not like not only logic in just um, programming and stuff but i just wanted to put logic in every area around my life
0: and you know interestingly i'm just going to say this that there's different types of people with different thinking and the people that tend to have higher dopamine tend to be ones that that find patterns and instead, you know, are more likely believe in religion. And there's people that are more rational. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take it to an extreme, there's people that have autism and they tend to actually believe in God even less, mm-hmm. which is interesting, which shows there's material differences in the ways that we think and how this materializes in terms of belief and disbelief. So you are more like a critical thinker. I can see that. And this is why uh do you, this is why i think this studied you on the journey that's what you're pointing out right
1: yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah so it it really it so i guess i guess i had that spark and and what ignited that spark was learning lo, like more like in a deeper level like logic i guess so that was uh-huh. that was introduced from programming
0: boolean gates or and 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 yeah not, yeah not exactly. and yeah
1: yeah and and like learning logic in the sense of like so for instance like when you're programming something like you have to you have to follow a logical procedure right so like everything has to be logically consistent otherwise you get like compiling errors and like stuff like that right so it's just uh, it's just like uh, that that logic actually ignites like in my opinion ignites like critical thinking in, in people right? Mm-hmm. It ignites like the one to analyze uh, things. So it just like, for instance, we could think about the following analogy is that like, maybe we're like similar to programs and we're just, um, we just have uh, error, logical errors in our brain. And then we just use logic as a way to fix, fix those errors. <laughs> That's but, a nice yeah.
0: analogy. Yeah. yeah. So
1: it, um, I guess like afterwards it it made me want to also like discover more about uh, the truth and uh, not only truth uh, of, of religion, but also truth of existence and is a universe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I wanted to, like, I wanted to, I guess, uh, under understand uh, or reverse engineer the universe, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up like pursuing science and mathematics eventually and i'm currently doing a phd in mathematics in canada after immigrating to it so so i divided i divided mainly like my journey of leaving islam in like uh four points i guess uh so so i guess like after using logic and uh, critical thinking um i start i started having questions about things um uh, my parents always used to, so that started with like, my parents always used to like buy me stories about the prophets. So they called uh, in, in, in Arabic. So during that time, uh, I started to ask uh, like, why God like would send like prophets to certain areas of earth? Why does like God needs to send prophets in order to send his message? Uh, why not? If he's all powerful, why not just uh, send it in people's brain, for instance? Uh, and why why pick people like certain people to send his message that like that wouldn't be fair? Uh, uh, as prophets would have like more proof of his, his existence rather than other people. And um, if you're ind- indoctrinated uh, like uh, er- early in history. Uh, then actually, leaving leaving that uh, leaving that indoctrination takes a lot of time. Like for instance, I was talking to you about. Uh, I recently found this out. So during World World War Two, uh, like there was uh, something called uh, cargo cult. So the cargo cult, I guess. Uh, so it was after during like there was an isolated society. And that isolated society used to always like have cargos coming into it and stuff. And um, what happened is that uh, like what happened is that people started developing a religion based on cargo. And like they they say, oh yeah, once this uh, thing's hit, once these cargos get delivered to this spot, we'll get we we'll get food and we'll get more technology and stuff like that. And um, what happened is that uh, people started develop a religion simultaneously and it even happens until this day like and you tell those people oh yeah like you can explain those things using technology but uh, like people still believe in what uh, what they were indoctrinated right so uh, so yeah basically
0: is- these these people that were like they've never seen technology before you know helicopter or something airplane came and brought food and stuff and they took it supernaturally. That's, yeah, that's basically yeah. what happened, right? And yeah, exactly. I didn't, realize, I didn't realize to this day there's still tribes that still believe in that. They still believe in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow.
1: So that's it's very interesting in the sense like, yeah, if you're indoctrinated, uh, like as a child, like cognitive bias uh, is always there. Like it's always there, especially if you form some type of like sentimental connection uh, like to it. I guess.
0: Yeah, and, I was gonna I was gonna just to um, one of the comments in here, I want to kind of discuss it. Um, if he sent the message in such a supernatural way, wouldn't that make it too easy to believe?
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, I mean, why, why put it to a chance, right? <laughs> so like, wh- why, like, why put it like, for instance, some people might be more critical than others. Right. So some people might be more critical than others in the sense, in the sense like that, uh, like, for instance, like there is Arkham's Razor, so Arkham Razor, is it? Like Arkham's Razor, one? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the simple answer is the most, like, it's probably the most correct. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, if it, like, the God hypothesis, like, for instance, like, it, it just, it requires a lot of, thought and a lot of things to happen like that rather than just it just the it's a way of nature's uh thing actually it's a way of it's just a property of nature right Mm. and this is this is one of the points that i would like to actually discuss uh later
0: yeah 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 i i agree with you and i just i just think that at the end of the day this This thinking, this sort of, you know, um, this is almost like post hoc rationalization. Like we find ourselves in this place. We don't really understand anything. Somebody says, well, it's a test or must be a test. That's why they're suffering. And it's like, you're kind of like begging the question. You've you've already given the answer up front and now you're trying to make it fit, basically. Um, You know, why is it? Why didn't God, you know, why does God want to make it difficult for people to not, know that he's god it's weird like it's like you know it's a nature like he was saying it's a nature of a test why would god want to do such a a weird thing like that where he created people like you're 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 programming imagine you coded
1: yeah actual
0: life like you managed to make artificial intelligence we're gonna talk about artificial intelligence but imagine you managed Mm -hmm. to make some creatures that were like, you know, self-aware, right? Like Mm -hmm. the robots, but they're they're aware of their existence, you know, sufficiently complicated enough that we can't tell whether they have consciousness, just like, you know, the Turing test, called the Turing test. Mm -hmm. And there's actually some movies about this, like where, you know, there's a robot and we don't know whether that robot has consciousness because how would you know? But like, there's some tests you can do. And, you know, if it passed the test, then supposedly it has consciousness. Would you want to test that creature that you made to some arbitrary, you know, jump through some hoops, and if it doesn't, you would torture it. What kind of creator would you be? Why would you do that? Especially, and we're human beings. We're, we're like basically evolved chimps, if you want to call us that, you know, in a, just to say in a funny way. Obviously, we have our flaws. Why would an infinite creator that has unlimited resources, power, and everything, why would you want to make, you know, little creatures jump through little hoops in order to, and make it difficult, right? And then use, like you said, you know, pick and choose which men To to send the message in a way that's indistinguishable from madness, right? Mm -hmm. Like indistinguishable from con artists, like liars and fake charlatans, people that they're just making up stuff, and you can't tell the difference. As Mm -hmm. a as a human being, we don't know. Is this guy lying? Is this guy telling the truth? So God chose the most fallible, you know, most most vulnerable to ill, most ill-prone way of communicating. It's it's silly right it's just like and yeah I'm I'm not surprised you you were like okay well this is weird why does God do this why is he using this flawed transmission yeah. method like here you are you're a kid and you're thinking of all of these ways of you know coding and doing all these intelligent things and you're like well God decided to do it like the most dumb way possible yeah, exactly. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah. and actually I went so in regards also to that question again like ah, like in my in my answers later like I uh, in my like, uh, I guess journey. Yeah. Yeah. In my in my journey later, I I I answer I answer that like in in more details and because I went through a couple of stages. So I guess oh, yeah. I was I was like agnostic at first, and then and then like I became uh and like an an atheist after that. So yeah.
0: So let's not jump ahead. Yeah. So continue. So what happened? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean, also why like. Why only like certain time in history that prophets were sent? Like why why not for instance uh, send send your like send the prophets in in a current day of, an age where we can actually record <laughs> the, where where we can record what they're doing <laughs> and actually I mean,
0: you know that's a great point. Sorry for interrupting. and got so excited. We have if you look at the his if you look at humanity's trajectory, like. 1400 years ago there's been so much change mm-hmm. from then until now but from now on until the next like you know hundred thousand years or whatever the humanity is going to be like this would have been a better time right than 1400 yeah. years ago. but of course <laughs> all these miracles happen when no one can see them right
1: yeah and like where, where we actually have like psychology where we <laughs> yeah. can actually test test if those people are have mental health issues, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or or if if what they're saying is correct or not, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny is that like even given all of the current technology that we have, we cannot, for instance, uh, prove like certain stuff, like the flood, like yeah, flood, yeah, <laughs> flood, and yeah. like even even like for uh, another thing is when. Uh, when I guess Moses crossed like Egypt with the Israelite and um, like he divided the Red sea I guess in uh, Red sea or blue sea I don't remember into half and yeah. uh, and what happened like okay like if you divide the Red sea into half once they come back together isn't that gonna cause a big flood like, so it would probably destroy a lot of cities next to it. <laughs> and even, like, the stories of, like, Adam and Eve, like, two people uh, giving, uh, so I don't think, I like, personally speaking, I don't think all of humans, given current uh, variations of humans, I don't think they can come from two people. And no, like no, yeah, like humans.
0: No, there's a genetic bottleneck for sure. So before we get to that, I just want to share this book if anyone's interested. This is a great book, um, Bible Unearthed. There's also a YouTube video that goes through this, that shows how the stories about the Exodus it it doesn't it's not actually possible like what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, about the flooding and you know like I guess I guess if I want to take the you know put in the put on the God the believer mm-hmm. hat, they would say well it was a miracle. So Obviously, it didn't follow the laws of nature about the flooding and all that, right? And what was the next point you had after that?
1: Yeah, so so mainly like we as humans, as we advance, certain moral questions get asked. So and certain like more mo- morality gets updated. So like prophets, like ha- like as as I said, like have more proof uh, of gods than other people, and and like even like certain moral. Uh, things that we have right now, they, they it will not be addressed by by previous people in history, like either by Islam or other religions. So, I mean, uh, so why not? Why not just keep sending prophets if if that's your way of doing
0: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah and it, it doesn't. I've all like with the morality. That's a great point. I I totally agree that you cannot have a static book. Mm-hmm. for an like a dynamic world mm-hmm. you can you can't it's just not possible because the rules in that book will be fixed right like even if you have guidelines then again at the end of the day you're just leaving it up to humans again mm-hmm. because and and uh, i'm sorry one that's the other thing i forgot to talk about was the genetic bottleneck so i have a blog post abdullah slash evolution where i link to um. This guy, uh, he's a, hold on, he, he actually is he's a famous guy. <laughs> His name is not coming to my mind now. Um, he talks about, um, hold on one second. Let me just quickly bring it up here. Adam and Eve. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll just share on my screen because this is actually an excellent point as well. And I think it's worth uh, sharing. Uh, window, Adam and Eve. Okay, here we go. So why evolution is true. The website's called Why Evolution is True. And this guy's actually um he's a pretty famous guy. I'm trying to remember his name now. Um oh yeah, here it is. Jerry Coyne. Yeah, he's like, you know, like Doc like Richard Dawkins level type of guy, right? And this guy has a blog and he's actually written about the genetic bottleneck about um basically basically what you were saying right here, right? Oh here, here, here it is, yeah. The scientific evidence shows that Adam and Eve could not have existed, at least in the way they're portrayed in the Bible or oh, I put in brackets in the Quran, genetic data shows no evidence of any human bottleneck as small as two people. There's simply too many different kinds of genes around that to be true. Right? Mm-hmm. So there, there were bottlenecks, genetic bottlenecks in, in a history where there was a small number of humans, but never two, right? It's just, that's impossible. And the yeah, reason it's impossible is because we can trace that we can look in the genes. And we can actually figure out like where, you know, so for example, he actually mentions this. He said we find, and I think, I think most people now are becoming a little bit more aware of this because of, you know, take home genetic tests, right? Like yeah, anyone, anyone can do this now and, and find out what, what the genes are telling them. So yeah. you were going to say something?
1: Yeah, I was just saying that, uh, yeah, I did, I did one, one recently that's, that was very interesting.
0: Oh, do you want to tell us what, what it said?
1: Yeah, so I got I got actually ninety four percent Egyptian, yep, and the rest were Coptic Egyptian, I guess.
0: Oh, so, interesting.
1: So it was like twenty three and me.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know what's funny for me, I was um, it was ninety seven percent Indian, mm-hmm. or like you know Pakistani Indian that area, and three percent Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That's so weird. <laughs> so I'm, I'm your brother. I'm like, literally yeah, yeah, no, no. to you. <laughs> so just to read what he said, because this is so amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mitochondrial DNA, which is the DNA, I think, from the mother, points to the genes that originally, that in original tracing back to a single female ancestor who lived 140,000 years ago. But the genes on the Y chromosome, trace back to one male who lived about 60 90,000 years ago. So all of us, every single one of us have shared genes from one man and one woman, but they're totally different time periods. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we all, we all somehow still have, can you imagine like over a hundred thousand years ago, there was a man and, and, you know, basically around 140,000, sorry, 140,000 years ago, there was a woman and 90,000 years ago, there was a man and we still have the genes to yes. this day. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's wild. Is this like, can you like the amount of, you know, and and I know some people are going to be skeptical people that haven't studied science, like, how do they know this? Um, I I have, I've compiled a bunch of, you know, these sources here and Professor Fatima Jackson. She's a Muslim. She's Muslim, but she Mm -hmm. believes in evolution. And she talks about the same thing. She talks about mitochondrial tracing and stuff like that. So, you know, I would recommend people if they're interested to understand this in more detail, check this out on the blog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what, what is very interesting is that when I did 23andMe, uh, uh, they actually give you like the paternal hap- haplogroup and the um. maternal hap- haplogroup. So what, what this means for people that, that don't know, like is that so it gives you where your mother's ancestry came from exactly and where your dad's ancestry came from. So I guess like on my mom's side, it was like from the Middle East and my dad's side was from North Africa.
0: I'll have to check that. I didn't know that. I'll I'll check that out. Thanks. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I I started like after that asking my parents some of those questions because at that time I was having like an identity crisis when I was uh, when I was questioning those questions. And what happened is that uh, my parents told me that the human mind is limited, and that there are certain things that our mind cannot understand. I still, I still hate that until now. like I still hate that phrase because I, <laughs> it,
0: I, I do agree, though. I do agree there are certain things we can't understand and that we are limited to as a species. Mm-hmm. for example we still haven't figured out like the exact like is there anything before the big bang and there are, there will be questions i think where we'll never know but but i think the things that they're telling you that you can't know are probably things you can know right yeah
1: yeah exactly and i, I yeah and I, like in a sense like in in the sense of also like human mind limits i'll also talk about that as well and how it links to religion as well in my opinion um Yeah, like, so I stopped, I stopped asking them those questions and just like stuck with myself. (laughs) So I, I I started,
0: this was your your parents, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So the thing I find with the, sometimes the older generation is, you know, they don't necessarily, they don't have that open-minded, you know, questioning personality. They, they grew up in a totally different generation where they were taught, you know, to memorize and that's like, they're not. They weren't taught critical thinking, like period, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mean, and everything yeah. was
1: memorization.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, after after that, I guess I that's when I started like have like uh, another journey, which is I started to doubt like the existence of God. So oh. I mean, yeah. So I mean, like, what in my mind, what what made me think like that is that. Uh, God created the universe and he has already like he has already the variables mm-hmm. uh, as well as the environment so for instance the ones that believe in him and the ones that don't believe in him he sets those genetics as well as the environment involved right so in in the sense like in the sense of like uh, as you mentioned before, like, let's say I, I program something, so I am I know what to expect from it, right? Yes. And then if, if, if I program something and I know what I expect from it, and then he does this thing that I expect <laughs> it from him, and then I started, like, hitting, hitting <laughs> that robot or something like that. Yeah, it's like
0: you have a dog. You tell it to do something. And then it does it and then you, you know, but I guess it's, it's even, it's even worse than that because we are human beings. And yes, we, when we program, sometimes we may have unintended side effects because we don't have knowledge of everything, but God has knowledge of everything.
1: Right. You can't argue that
0: God didn't know. Even if we, like, if we created, if we truly created artificial intelligence, Mm kind of like the Frankenstein meme, we don't Mm -hmm. know for sure that Frankenstein is going to go and kill his creator. Maybe we didn't predict that, but God doesn't doesn't have that limitation. God would know exactly mm-hmm. what we would do
1: to the yeah.
0: you know, to the exact precise. and and frankly speaking, I believe that I don't know if we should get into this, but I don't believe in libertarian free will. I think that you know everything that happens is a result of a genetic programming and the and an environment, meaning that if someone had knowledge of everything, they would mm-hmm. be able to pred- predict exactly what I'm going to say and do. If we understood, you know, science to that level, it's it's theoretically possible, at least as a thought experiment, not not possible yeah. right now. Obviously. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I I agree to some extent.
0: Oh yeah, we so talked there... about that probabilistic, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. So, quick question. Uh, Nim Grace in the chat was asking, was it mm-hmm. on your dad's side that the Coptic um, Christian thing?
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Like they don't mention which side okay. is if it's my dad or my mom. Oh yeah, so my dad actually comes from like Upper Egypt. So Upper Egypt is like where I guess like civilization started, uh, like Egyptian civilization started. And my mom's side around the sea, I guess.
0: So, uh, Luxor and Aswan is that is that considered Upper Egypt or Lower Egypt? Uh,
1: that's n- north, I guess. Yeah, so it's part, it's part. It's probably part of our Upper Egypt.
0: Because I went to Luxor and Aswan. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was so yeah. nice really beautiful. Yeah.
1: I think like he's from um uh, if I remember correctly actually.
0: Okay. Right. So yeah, so that aside, let's let's continue. Yeah. So you were saying about the AI and yeah. That the God is creating humans that are going to do exactly what he knows they're going to do and then he's punishing yeah. them. That doesn't make yeah. that didn't make sense to you.
1: Yeah, and like and uh, like a lot of people say like God gave free will, but this this doesn't make sense because like God created the environment, uh, so the environment where me and you are interacting, for instance, right, and then uh, they interact, like, as well as the genetics. So, for instance, if I get any thought in my brain, that neural connection or that neural pathways that gave those, rise to those thoughts, like, he said those variables to begin with, right? Exactly, yeah. So, so, so... All, all of that is like God on God's end, right? So it doesn't make sense to like in in that sense, our our behavior are really product of uh, God's uh, engineering, right? Yeah. So that behavior is really uh, like a product of God's engineering. So in the sense, in the sense, like he's actually what what God's like that there, there is a start that occurred in my brain at that time. Is that w- the only thing that would make sense? Is that God created uh, like certain people in order to aid, like other people to go to heaven? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's that's like, weird. What, like what I what I mean what I mean is that uh, like for instance, people who are uh, kuffar, um it's, it's uh, like it, he's 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 creating like those kuffar in order for like Muslims to believe in him, right? Because they, they will have a side to go against, I guess. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's, that's like the only, the only thing that occurred to my mind. So like, I guess like going back to that robot analogy. So if I, if I program like a robot that uh, goes like and shoots a soccer ball <laughs> and uh, hits, hits like the goal, and and then he does he does something different that hits like uh like uh and, and he he does the same thing and then i punish him right so that doesn't make any sense but yeah after after that uh, like after after disbelieving in god then i start like i started doubting actually the existence of a of a of an intelligent creator
0: so so before we get there, I just want to ask you, did you doubt, so you're doubting God, period? Or you just doubted, because couldn't you argue that God is not benevolent? Maybe God is, I mean, I'm sorry to say a dick. Like, why didn't you consider, did you not, did you consider that option? Or you just assumed that, so you No, know, I
1: assumed like, that, like, God would be a perfect thing.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. got it. So you are going based on, you know, omnipotent, omnipresent, yeah, um, you know, omnibenevolent. Okay,
1: yeah. And uh, yeah, like also also in regards to that, there was uh, there was I guess like few point like uh, I have an argument in regards to that also like later as well. So so actually yeah like so what what really uh, made me like made me also think was actually like proves this point is uh, if you if you go to like Surat al-Baqarah, so. If you read it to where it says like is a uh, is a caller then he was telling uh, like he was telling also like so so that, that passage where so that, telling, that
0: the passages in English, the angels are basically asking God, why would you create a man right on earth that's yeah. going to do all these bad things and he said i know what you don't know right yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah. so in in that passage and also in the cow verse as well so i mean there's few lot like few humanistic things i guess like that uh like you can see right away if you if you just uh take your glass like religious glasses off Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so (laughs) what what do
0: you mean what do you mean like what do you mean like can you elaborate on that
1: yeah 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 so I, i guess I guess like there's uh, the, the the point is that in the sense like we as humans uh, we like to think highly of ourselves, right? So we think highly of, of ourselves and we think like we are a higher uh, like entity. So that's why it's translated into God's words, right? So in the sense, w- not in this passage, but in the other passage where he sa- he tells Iblis to or he tells Satan. Uh, or I, I guess stated in English, but least in Arabic, to bow down in front of uh, humans, but he refuses. Yeah. So the 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 reason that he like a passage like that would occur from a humanistic point of view is that we think highly of ourselves. So even the angels themselves, I guess, like they bow down in front of Adam, not uh, not humans, but yeah, metaphorically speaking, once he bows down in front of Adam, and mm-hmm. he's bowing down in front of all humans.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying, right. you're saying. Okay, I think I understand. You're saying that um, this doesn't seem like God said this. God is God wouldn't put all of these yeah, creatures yeah. bowing down before humans. This just seems like a very human thing to write in a yeah, holy exactly, book. Right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not not humanistic in the sense of like humanism, but humanistic no, no, in no. the sense. You mean humanistic in the sense of like it's all too human to yeah. put ourselves on the top of the hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, being, uh, yeah. Exactly. angels yeah, have exactly. to bow down to humans. Yeah. We're the best, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And and yeah, like and even like there there is even logical contradiction in that verse as well. Like according to Islam, is that like so? God is the only entity that knows the future, yeah. right? So how come how come do the angels know about humans, and how come do they know that they will kill other humans, and also like so? The build- funny thing is,
0: you, there's all sorts of explanations. Like uh, some Muslims, I've heard some Muslims. By the way, the funny thing is, which is in a way it's good, but mm. they say that the reason they knew that. Is because there were other humanoid species on the earth, and therefore evolution is compatible with the Quran. Because uh, you know yeah. there was already some creatures. <laughs> God made humans, and the, anyways, yeah. But that, then, yeah, but but yeah, like
1: the, then why? Why like how come did it? God mention that in the Quran. Now <laughs> simple, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like another another thing is that like when uh, like uh, like when when I mean, don't they like so? Don't the angels as well like uh, follow all God's demands and follow all of his instructions? So, how come they uh, so how come they actually was in like speak up against him? Right?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so the funny thing again is this is how you have to take a mythology because it contradicts itself. That's the problem, right? So, right, this is a yeah. question. Actually, I was in an Islamic class. And this question came up: Well, why are the angels talking back to God? Aren't they supposed to be? Because the Quran also says that, you know, we're above angels because we have free will.
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't have free that.
0: will, so you know, we're at a higher level because we have that choice. But this verse indicates that angels are arguing with God. <laughs> so what does that mean? So I'm trying to remember what the Sheikh said. He said, I don't even remember. Why? Why would they? I don't. I don't remember the. They have some answers yeah. for this. I don't. I don't remember what it was though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like uh, also another logical contradiction is that like Iblis, uh, uh, like uh, he, like he told he told Iblis to bow down in front of Adam. Uh, so or no, he told he told the angels to bow down in front of Adam, but only only Iblis, like the uh, angels bowed down, but Iblis didn't bow down. So is Iblis an actual angel, <laughs> right? Like, is he an angel?
0: So, this, or... this, I wanted to make a video on this. Believe it or not, there is some good material by Saeed um, Reynolds, Gabriel Reynolds, his name is, he's a, he's a scholar of, he's an academic scholar that talks about Islam, and he's written a paper that, you know, what I think, based on what I read, is that Muhammad got confused, Mm-hmm. and he didn't re- so in Islam eventually later on in the Quran it says well he was of the jinn because this is confusing you know you mm-hmm. tell all the all the men bow down but the dog didn't bow down what What? like doesn't make sense oh no he was he was a man too the dog was a man too right? like yeah yeah what like yeah. so it's confusing because when you when you tell the angels to do something and he didn't do it well doesn't that mean he's an angel it, yes. it would imply he's an angel and according to you know, the oldest, so this is Christian theology. He was a fallen angel, but mm-hmm. in Islam, he got converted into a jinn. <laughs> <laughs> he changed. Like, so there's obviously, like, you know, there's some, I think this is a mistake in the Quran, a big mistake because, you know, but anyways, that's, a, that's an aside, but yeah, this is a good point actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what, what, what's, what's very interesting is that like, if we start analyzing, like if we remove our relig- religious goggles and remove our bias and start analyzing like Quran passage like from a humanistic point of view and a historical point of view, then we will see the human side of it, right?
0: You know, I wish I do wish that people would see this because day by day, like it's just like you just wanna like once you're out of it, it's just like how mm how do you guys still believe in this after all of these things? It's like the most obvious thing of all to me, the Quran wasn't compiled in a book during Muhammad's life. Mm -hmm. That's enough for anyone to know Quran is not from God. That's enough. You don't need more than that. Yeah. God is that irresponsible? Like, <laughs> like my kids my kids are more responsible. That's like that's like my kid, you know, my kids leaving the dog outside or something. That's like you we don't expect that from God. Oh, yeah, exactly. So frustrating. But anyways, go on.
1: But yeah, like after after that I left Islam and I was agnostic for a while. And then I started to think uh, like creating an, a universe is actually with suffering in it is unethical so yes. it's unethical, yeah it's unethical to create a universe uh, so like even even if you say like one would guess like if you have like any any hyper intelligent uh, species and let's say that creates the universe it wouldn't create uh, a universe with uh, let's say suffering in it otherwise like it's unethical and and i mean you could say uh, you could say, like, according to what certain set of ethics, right? One, like, a question one would ask, like, according to what set of ethics?
0: But so, I mean, I would say what you're saying. Just to elaborate on what you're saying, it's unethical to create a universe with unnecessary suffering. Yeah, and exactly. that yeah. is something we find over and over. This is actually a big theological problem,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is. It's normally, um, you know, stated like this. If you have a forest and there's like some deer, Bambi, in the forest and then lightning hits the trees, sets it on fire and Bambi burns to death. From theology, what point was there of that? Is there any point? Is There's no way to get out of this, right? It's called right. I think theod- theodicy, basically the problem of suffering. Because... It's- one, there's no test involved in that example. Two, the animal's innocent. it didn't do anything three it it, it wasn't a human that set it on fire. it was lightning so mm-hmm. that's a perfect example of of how if you know God could have created the world with without that, but he still created the world with that, and then you gotta wonder like is that really that doesn't make sense right
1: yeah, exactly exactly and one one thing that used to bug me like as a as a Muslim. Was uh, in respect to like animals is that uh, like animals have pain receptors, right? So I mean, so why would like if if animals are like for us to consume, uh, then why create those pain receptors in the beginning? Like it seems like it seems like uh, as if like it's a, uh, it's a unnecessary suffering that occurs.
0: That occurs, mm-hmm. yep right lions lions rip apart they that's how they mm-hmm. they eat they mm-hmm. they have no choice thats they they yes. kill they maim they and it's like it's so cruel if you watch it it's like mm-hmm. the animal is still alive while they're eating it you know and and Darwin, Charles Duvin actually pointed this out too mm-hmm. he's like I can't believe that a creator would in Intentionally design a pair, so he was looking at a specific creature which is called a parasite uh, wasp that mm-hmm. it lays its eggs inside another living creature and it eats it from the outside. It grew like the little maggot, it eats alive the, the, the host. He's like, Right, this was designed because that's what they used to believe before Darwin. For the most part, most people believe that everything in nature was designed intelligently, designed. yeah, but like this is like. If this if this was designed, then God is like really messed up, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, like for 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 instance, one very interesting thing is that like I, I I heard like a family member of mine, he's a doctor, and he was telling me about this fine 2D, like about like human biology and stuff like that but uh i mean i like there is an argument against like fine tuning which i will get into it like in in the in in my talk so it's i'm just going to mention uh it the, the surface of it so i don't forget not so we don't dis- discuss it i guess uh, the surface of it is that essentially like our brain cannot really under or cannot really comprehend uh he- big numbers so really really huge numbers our brain is not able to comprehend that and it's not able to imagine that, right? So, so essentially, if you give like a universe uh, immense uh, time scale so uh, and, and like Earth as its laboratory, then eventually, like the, the stuff that we perceive as fine-tuned, is only, is only uh, happens due to certain interactions that happens over millions and, and millions of years you know and just because we don't understand the the time scale involved we think of it as fine tuned and if it is fine tuned uh, then w- if it is fine tuned then uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't see for instance uh, certain genetic diseases that comes to certain genetic conditions that babies are born with or or not even like, like people could say oh yeah like those genetic conditions could be because that God, like humans, did create them. Okay, like forget the genetic conditions. There could be even like some diseases that people are bored with. So, so that's that doesn't seem like fine tuning. It seems like an error in nature, right? Yeah, it's-
0: yeah. So fine tuning normally, when someone uses the term fine tuning, usually they're talking about the universe. But you're talking about basically, I think, intelligent design or something where. Basically, um, you know, people say, you know, look how amazing our bodies are. And yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in in a way,
0: sure. in a way, it's true. Our bodies are amazing overall. Mm-hmm. The really, really amazing and the profoundly, you know, some of the things and that we've that we have are like they, they defeat any sort of human creation. For example, the eyes are so precise, you know, it's better than 4K vision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, like you say, the, the counter the counter to that is well, people wear glasses. You know, yeah, people yeah. need eye surgery. People um, have this, you know, and, and there's a lot of examples in nature where there's defects, right? Yeah. There's a lot of defects in nature. Yeah, exactly. Where, yeah. And, and, what, and, and what, but the, the, obvi- the better explanation for why there's both amazing things and defects is evolution. Evolution explains it perfectly because yes, we have eyes, but we have a blind spot. The blind spot, mm-hmm. like if you put your hand in a specific spot in front of your face, and you close one eye and you move your, your eyes closer, eventually it'll disappear, which is yeah. weird, but we don't notice it because the eyes are always moving a little bit. Octopuses don't have this issue. Their mm. eye, their brain wiring is straight. It's not flipped. The flipping yeah. is what causes the blind spot. So by looking at nature and looking at all of the different varieties in nature, we can see that um, how we evolved and why that we have these flaws. The you know, For example, when, when a woman is giving birth, before c section so many children died and women mm. died the parents the mom the mom died too because we didn't know how to like that, that that process is not perfect it's flawed so yeah like you like you said this is a there's a much better explanation than intelligent design which yeah. is evolution
1: yeah like if, if if like if i see for instance that uh like there is a speed like or a- as humans we don't have like any any other like any bugs in our system, like any bugs in like in similar as programming, any bugs in our system, then yeah, it would be a sign. It would be a sign for an intel like an intelligent creator. Like for instance, there was a movie. Uh, uh, I guess uh, it was about it was about some species landing on Earth and they they, they hunt by sound. The, like I think it was like Dead Silence or something like that. It's like they, they hunt by sound and they pro like all of the, all of that. You're talking
0: about, bats. Oh, you're talking about humans. Uh,
1: no, no. There was a movie about, uh, um about like some species on coming on earth. Oh, and, uh,
0: but don't and, bats do that? So they use sauna, right?
1: Yeah. 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 They use, Yeah. Yeah. So I was just saying that like in regards in, in that movie, like those uh, creatures adapt to any, any environment. Right. And they, they have like perfect uh, or almost perfect uh, uh, biology, I guess, that adapts to any environment. So that that would be a sign of a creator, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like so, some some biology that doesn't work just good enough, but it would be something that is
0: perfect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so- and and the other thing too. Okay, go ahead, finish your point, and then I'll say something.
1: Oh, no, no. I was going to delve into something else. Yeah, so I was, yeah, just- so was
0: going to say the same. There's another evidence that evolution makes more sense than intelligent design, which is the, the when you have invasive species. If you take mm-hmm. an animal, even a jellyfish or, for example, a bee from, from China, like, for example, the Asian hornet beetle, and you bring it to Canada, it will devastate the local population here of mm-hmm. wasps or it'll ruin the trees or something i it, there's some mm-hmm. problem we have right now in canada with asian hornet beetles and the reason for that is because that beat that not beetle the bee the bee in in china it has natural predators the you know the environment the trees and stuff they all have their own natural defenses against this creature because they co-evolved but yeah you bring right it outside of its outside of its native environment you bring it to canada there's no one it's it it kills everything because it has no and 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 of course, eventually there would be some, you know, evolution would take place over, you know, thousands of years or whatever. And there would be some defenses to this. But in the short run, it's going to devastate the population, the native population of creatures and trees and whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. this is another proof that everything evolved. It wasn't designed. Right. And, and this is, of course, what Darwin noticed. He noticed on each one of the islands that the turtles had different shells right and yeah, yeah. so 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 honestly when you study evolution it's so beautiful it's just like it has so much explanatory power as to why we see what we see in the world today. whereas when you look at religion theology it doesn't fit it's like you you're always left with cognitive dissonance well why is this like that how come this you know how come that but with evolution it's like it all fits it all makes sense you know darwin predicted Based on there's this is this type of a uh, flower, mm-hmm. and it has a very, very like long, narrow stem, uh, like hole. Mm-hmm. And he predicted there must be a creature that has a very long, you know, um, like tongue or something. And lo and behold, they actually named it Darwin's moth. There's yeah. a moth that has a long tongue that goes inside that, that thing and gets the pollen. It yeah. they co-evolved, right? Like mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. Like this, this yeah. is, this is even as an atheist to me, this is like religion. This is like Allah yeah, exactly. Akbar, but yeah. like <laughs> Akbar, science Akbar, universe Akbar, whatever you want to call it. You don't need religion for this, you know, for, yeah. to, to be like blown away like this.
1: Yeah, and even even like things like uh, like for instance, um, so in Egypt there is a huge cockroach problem,
0: oh, right? So
1: I, yeah, because yeah, it's hot. So. Like insect insecticides, like it doesn't, like they don't keep the same insecticides actually, like all the time. they change it, because uh, <laughs> the cockroach like like evolve to to that, right? So like there are like even like you know things that we can see right away is just like people uh, like due to cognitive bias, like they just are blind like or have a blind or not even not blind but. Uh, like in their mind, they think about, oh yeah, like so humans are apes. like instead of, <laughs> like instead of like thinking about oh, we're not apes, like we're just like you know we share a common ancestor, right? So so like you know, like there are like they, like they go to things that uh, instead of rationalizing through things, they go and attack like the ideas and use like humanistic things to attack it, right?
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, or they'll or they'll cherry pick. They'll um, they'll say that type of evolution makes sense, Ma- micro evolution, but not yeah. macro. <laughs> so yeah, the the cockroaches, you know, gain a resistance to the the spray, mm-hmm. um, the bug spray, but but the cockroach doesn't evolve into another creature. That's what they'll say, right?
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like that. That was like when I left uh, the idea of intelligent creator altogether. Is that like in a sense like e- our universe has uh, uh, like unnecessary suffering, and that that argument could be also applied to uh, like some people say, oh yeah, maybe our universe is a simulation. So like that that argument can be applied to that as well. It's just because, like for instance, I think, like I mean, pe- some people might say, "Oh yeah, like uh, we experiment on animals all the time, right?" But I mean, I I, I think like uh, emp- empathy, uh, like as we um, like empathy would evolve in any creature whatsoever in the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just because like of the reason. The reason being is just because it's easier to survive as a group. Uh, yes. rather rather than staying by itself, and even if you don't survive, like, even if you survive as a single single, uh, family, then there is no point, like, you're not going to be able to get across your your planet because, like, you need to calibrate and stuff like that, Uh, and, uh, like, it would create a lot of conflict, I guess. It would create a lot of conflict where the chance of wiping itself out would be higher.
0: Yes. So there the is a case to be made for the evolution of empathy. And um, th- we do see this in other animals. We see, for example, dolphin or dolphins are pretty intelligent, but even like monkeys, um, elephants is an example of a, an elephant will go and will give up some, I'm, I'm trying to remember the example, but it'll give up water for itself to feed another elephant that's not related to. So of course, when yeah. you relate it, when, when there's a genetic connection, Mm -hmm. Then of course it it makes sense. It makes sense from evolution why you would help your (laughs) your child, why you Mm -hmm. would help your cousin. There's Mm -hmm. even a formula. There's even a formula for this, which is wild. If honestly, I this stuff is so beautiful. And I wish more people would realize that like waking up to the reality of this universe is it's it's like a religious awakening. It's it's mind blowing. Because it's unlike the 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 fake news that you know other religious teachings teach you like we're, we're actually understanding how things actually are and it's so profound you know
1: yeah okay. exactly yeah and that's that's one of the re- like that's that was like the biggest reasons that i went into like mathematics and science is that it's really there is a beauty associated with it right there is a beauty uh, associated with uh, not just like rationale uh, but there is an actual beauty associated with like understanding uh the universe and existence, right?
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I, think, like I think, like any species that, uh, like that advance, that advance in technology, it goes hand in hand with social development as well. So, like, I think, like that certain morality, uh, like, has two parts. Like, the first part comes like uh, from nature, such as empathy. Uh, and instinctive behavior, like uh, such as like not killing other animals and etc. etc. And the other part comes like from the higher functioning brain, like our rational brain that shapes our ideas. So plus it's like so so that that like the, the interactions between both sides create like current moral moral code. So for the people that say, oh, yeah, religion creates the moral code. But this this is what creates the the moral code.
0: At, at a very basic at a very basic level, we have instinctive morality, yes. But mm-hmm. as human beings that have rationality, we do have to go past that because obviously in nature we also find cruelty too. We find lions that will kill, you know, all of the cubs from the previous um, um right, yeah. like leader or whatever the the word is um, stuff like that. You know, so we want to take. Obviously, because we have rationality and because we can actually, you know, think, think and discuss these things, we, we need to come up with better than just. But yeah, rudimentary, rudimentary. And, and for example, there's also counter examples where, for example, we might find homosexuality disgusting, but mm-hmm. there's actually nothing wrong with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so a, a, a cogn- we do have cognitive biases that evolution's given us something. But the best thing that we have is our brains. And we can use that to come up with something better. Like, for example, caring for animals, empathy, for all, you know, taking care of the, the sick and vulnerable, taking care of the rights of people that are not taken care of. And, and just to go back to the other point you mentioned, which was about large numbers, which is exactly right. Our brains didn't evolve to, to understand. You know, the best example to me is quantum mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like you can't understand it, no matter how hard you try, yeah. because it, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just like things popping out of existence from nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, spooky distance, spooky action at a distance. Like what? Right. What is going on? None of this stuff makes sense. It's so wild, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Like I'll also touch upon that point as well. Like, uh, like I think also our brain is not very accustomed to understanding uh, probabilistic phenomena too. Like, or or things that has like like mathematics that has to do with like with uh, probabilistic phenomena um but yeah like like going back to religion like we see that like religion is like is a static thing right it's a static uh, set of principles that don't really change like what about like what about things like you know like uh, things related to genetic and engineering like ai space etc like what like how for instance do we treat like a robot as a human being should we treat it as a human being and give it like the same rights if it's like truly conscious? Like, does Islam have anything <laughs> to say about that? <laughs> right?
2: Yeah.
1: And I mean <laughs> I
0: don't know. That's a good question. Because in, in Islam, there's basically two sets of creatures: there's humans and jinns.
2: Yeah.
0: And then and then the, like you said, the Quran puts humanity at the top. So all the all the animals are here to serve us, basically. Like God created you know cows for us and goats and everything. So for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very strange, but yeah, like going back to the original points, I think like as we advanced technologically, we advanced morally as well. So we might find uh, like certain set of uh, like ideas, like using technology that would fix uh, like certain moralities that we don't really have um, like have a better solution for at the moment. Uh, like animal suffering is is one of them, right? So for instance, like uh, recently, I don't know if you, you know about, about this, but recently there was uh, a, like cultured meat, where they create like meat from uh, from cells and stuff like that. So I mean, if we can produce meat at labs uh, and like it's the same it's the same cost. Or, or even less than like, it's probably better to, to do that and decrease. It's definitely better.
0: It's definitely better to remove the whole cycle of suffering that animals have to go through so that we can eat meat.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And um, you know, t- there was another point I had about this, which was, um, which I forgot now. Anyways, just continue.
1: Oh, okay. So like, I mean, I, I like I, I, I personally think like, for like truth itself is probabilistic. Like I'll touch upon that. But I mean, like first is that like what, what happens is that I think as a species advance, it also threatens. It's like it threatens to wipe itself out using its technology. So if there is big issues in the society, and even if it's a uh, even if it's different society, one thing might lead to another. And that leads to existential problem for the advanced society. So, for Mm -hmm. instance, we see that that's that's happening between the West and the East, for instance. Right. Like, or the West. Sorry, I remembered
0: my point now. Sorry to Mm -hmm. interrupt before you get too much into a new point. Uh, My point, I just want to you. You're making all of the points you're making. I feel like I can talk about so much because they, they resonate with me. I like I've gone through the same. Basically, everything you're saying like really resonates with me, and I'll tell you why. Um, about the morality. Steven Pinker has laid this out in Better Angels of Our Nature. If anyone wants to read this book, it's a it's a really great book, it's just very long. But he shows, he demonstrates like it makes a makes a very powerful case that humanity's morals have improved over the time. He gives the example of Children's rights. Back in the day, believe it or not, humans used to kill children. Just like you have a child and you can't take care of them. You let them die. You either let them die or you, you know, bury them alive or whatever. And it's not the same as abortion where, you know, you have a couple of cells that are not conscious and you're avoiding. That's not the same like by any means. We're talking about a living baby is killed. Okay, or like not a baby, like a grown boy, like four years old, like humans at the time would let the child die purposely knowing that if it's sick, if there's not enough resources, we had to make some cruel choices in our history, right? Right, right. Animal rights. Animal rights are like way beyond, way beyond what they used to be to the point now that if you like, and he gives examples, like for example, if you want to have a, like a a horse in your movie then you would need to fill out a form and this is in america okay other countries probably don't do this but like you need to prove that the like you know back in the day they used to have like movies where the 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 horse would go off a cliff they would actually take the horse and drive it off the cliff and it would die yeah that was okay that was okay back then but now no you can't do that you will Mm -hmm. you will be fined or punished or whatever like you will you will be in big trouble if you do that if anyone takes, I mean, I've heard of examples where people tortured animals and they were caught on camera and they either were, they were either arrested or they went to jail or they paid a fine. There are consequences. Well, never mind the fine. The The community will crucify you. You will be getting death threats. Like people care about, and and I, I do understand that, you know, like sometimes the, the level of response is overblown compared to what they're doing. I mean, people sometimes always react based on, but, but that's not the point. The point is that animals have more rights today. Children have more rights today. You, your child can basically be taken away from you if you beat your child, whereas that was never the case before. You could beat your child with impunity, like bruise them, break the leg, whatever you want. You could do whatever you wanted to your kid. The kid was your property. Your wife was your property. Marital rape did not exist. There's no such thing as marital rape in any religious book. The mm-hmm. Bible, including the Bible, which says that a woman that's raped, like, you know, that's like a that's like a, a crime against the owner of the woman, which would be her father or her husband. Right. And it, it's like anyways, the point is you are it is the religion tries to make it seem like we're on a down scale of morality. Yeah, going down, like the ship is going to go, we're going to be having like sex in the streets and there's going to be like, (laughs) like this is the the, the vision Mm -hmm. that religion tries to like say, like, you know, but it's the opposite. Like none of that stuff that, you know, those conspiracy, that slippery slope, none of that happened, right? I
1: I, I personally think like, you know, the more uh, technologically advanced that we become, first, the more rational that we become and the more rational the, that we become, like the more that like our animalistic side or the lizard part of our brain starts to decrease, and we become like more like rational beings. So that's, that's my personal opinion.
0: I agree with you, and this is why we have the vegan movement. Mm-hmm. It's because of, again, a evolved conscious a consciousness is getting, I mean, like sorry to say, even the woke thing. That's also mm-hmm. a result of a increasingly, you know, noble sentiments. Of course, I don't agree with the woke movement. It's obviously overblown, and it's creating problems out of nothing, where you know where problems don't exist. It's creating problems. But, but the the goals are noble. Like the idea behind, you know, treating people. It's it's all it's all it's all based on good intentions. Like right? it's just it's obviously overblown now. But the point is, yes, we as human beings, we are doing much better than. Our ancestors ever did, and yeah. you know Eckhart Tolle. I'm a fan of Eckhart Tolle. He has a book called The New Earth, and he's he's one of these guys that's into mindfulness. And he has a book about this exact thing about you know overcoming our animal instincts. If mm. we want to survive, you know this existential threat. That, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that next. That you you started talking about that and interrupted you. Can you can you tell me more about that?
1: Yeah, so that's, that's that's very interesting. I actually became like a vegan uh, recently, so that's yeah like one uh, one of the most rewarding things that like i did recently i'm very happy about that but uh, <laughs> but yeah like so i think like the more like the more advanced that we become uh, as a species we threaten to wipe ourselves like using technology and stuff like that so even even like let's say like there are like islamic issues in the in in the societies like in islamic countries uh, because, because like it, 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 there is a problem between the mo- the more like probably happens in all intelligent uh, beings in all in all the universe. But once you have like an advanced, more advanced society and a less advanced one, is that the less advanced one because it feels it feels defensive about its way of life, so it starts to it starts to act uh, animalistically towards the more advanced one. And then, but then, of course, uh, like the more advanced one, like eventually would win either by through the technology or other means. But but yeah, like so, eventually there there would be an equilibrium reached, uh, right? So that's that's a very interesting thing because so ethics would like in my opinion not only would evolve in one society. But it would, would evolve throughout all of the species because of that reason. Like, like uh, it might, it might lag uh, like certain few, like few decades or few centuries. But then at at some point, it will it will catch up because of because of that. And one one very interesting thing is that in UK they passed a bill recently, so it's about uh, like making animals uh, like uh, being sentient creatures. And that's very interesting. Um, it's Very interesting. Like you can definitely see that, like human ethics goes up as as you mentioned, and even even things like experimenting with animals. We might like develop uh, creatures using synthetic biology, right? That are not sentient and that are genetically close to humans that we could experiment on. So that's why, like I I think that advanced society uh, would have different. Like ethics than humans, and like even even running a simulation like to to the point of that they might even alter their genetics to remove like uh, animalistic side, and uh, and like in that in that sense like if you run like a simulation that would be or run a thing that creates uh, creates um, unnecessary unnecessary suffering would be unethical to them. But yeah, like... Uh... Yeah,
0: so Sam Harris has this um, thought experiment as well. Oh, by the way, I found the video I was looking for. I just want to mm-hmm. share it on the screen because this is actually highly related to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, just quick, so just cool. quickly want to show this on the screen. So there's a video on one of my favorite channels, a uh, favorite channel is called Curzegast. And the, the, the video is called the Fermi Paradox. So if anyone's interested to know, you know, this, this is a thought experiment that basically Apostle Brain was um, was bringing up, which is, you know, what would happen to an advanced civilization? And why is it that we don't find any other aliens in the world? So this is an interesting video. If you want to check it out, I'll, I'll share the link. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's all about basically, do we get to the point where we're able to destroy ourselves, which is where we are now? And were there mm-hmm. other species like that, right, that actually did that?
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah it, it yeah. might be one of the biggest reason that uh we don't uh like at least in neighboring areas we don't see like other intelligent creatures i guess and then of course as
0: us. there's another beautiful video on this same channel that shows something kind of freaky which mm-hmm. is that as time goes by the universe is expanding so it's going to come a point where Everything is so far away from each other that you won't be able to see another galaxy.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Like, it's called I mean, we probably... The Big Drift?
1: Yeah, uh, Big Rip.
0: Oh, yeah, the Big Rip. So basically, I mean, for us, you have already seen the universe, which is great. Mm-hmm. But like if there was another... Imagine an alien species that evolved similar to us, then like 100 million years later and they look outside the galaxy and they see nothing. I mean, that's crazy. Imagine, yeah, because yeah. everything's so far away yeah. that the light... From that distant star will never ever reach you, your your telescopes or your eyes or whatever, which is, which is wild, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: One yeah, wh-
1: wh- one very interesting thing is that you can imagine that like uh, the closest like star system to us is like is four point two light years away, if I remember correctly. And I mean, like light, so light travels approximately three hundred thousand kilometers per second. And it's crazy, like it's crazy, <laughs> it's crazy that like, e- e- like, to actually like right like for like for like to for us to like to go from Earth to that star system would take four four point two light years away, which is <laughs> which is crazy to think about.
0: Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I because I got distracted with sharing this video, I actually forgot what we were talking about before. That. Oh. Uh-
1: Oh you you're, were talking about i guess like uh, fermi paradox yeah. where you were mentioning that? uh oh, like uh, after after that you're talking about the acceleration of the of uh, of the universe i guess
0: yeah no but what was your point what was the next point that we were going to talk oh, about oh so the
1: next point that i would like to discuss was in like i i, I, I think like uh, is is the concept of like absolute truth
2: mm. so
1: so and so I mean, like some people might say, like what what uh, what about absolute truth? Like is there something like that that um, that exists? right? But I mean, I, I personally think that uh, like absolute truth could be like a probabilistic thing where it doesn't like it doesn't really uh, there is no one single philosophy that captures it, but it might approximate it better. So, for instance, uh, like supercomputers uh, can approximate the number pi to like certain digits, right? But I mean, it, it, reality could be something like that, where to actually, like, it's a probabilistic ph- phenomena where uh, like one approximation might uh, like have a better outcome, but essentially it is not something that you can ever capture it's not something that you can ever capture and it i mean like some people might say but that's like how come like we don't see like something like that in real life but well, what do you we, mean we, by
0: absolute truth what do you mean by that
1: so absolute truth in regards to uh, a single a single truth that captures everything in life so it's essentially essentially how you would behave how i would behave what what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of existence? Uh, like like for instance, like Islam provides that that absolute truth for for uh for Muslims, right?
0: Is is it absolute truth or is it objective truth?
1: No, like the absolute truth is like is is some like I mean to to them to them it is absolute truth, I guess.
0: Yeah. To to and... to, to Muslims,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but absolute truth is something that is not objective. It's like it's something that like it's a property of uh, like of nature, I guess, or mm-hmm. and of every single human being, based on like for instance their environment, based on their genetics, based on uh, based on like the like their thought process, which comes from genetics and environment, I guess. Which 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 is the same, like which is uh, like touching upon that uh, you're saying that you don't like think there's uh, free will. So I, I do agree to that, but I think like like that deterministic value of of humans like might be something that we cannot really capture hundred percent right. So that's um, that's that's in regards to that point. Mm-hmm. So i mean like uh, in one human alone there's like 100 trillion neural connection that is available in humans so if we think that if we think of the universe as a system that keeps changing and capture all humans plus all possible environment like connect, like all possible environment interaction that would require immense computational power Besides, like some, like you know, quantum mechanical effects that you cannot really, like it's probabilistic in nature. You know, mm-hmm. so that that's in in that sense, like I think that like uh, like uh, existence itself, at least to a rational thinking uh, intelligent a creature, would be uh, like capturing the absolute truth of that would be probabilistic in nature. So what what do I mean? Let me touch, uh, let me explain it a little more, is that you might think like one person might say that, uh, like at least in simple terms, like one person might say, oh yeah, like let's, I'm gonna sit in this couch and not do anything. And another person like might say, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this, which will benefit me further. So like Mm -hmm. doing the other action, which benefits you further is probably like better than sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. And in in that sense, like it, one thing is better than the other outcome, right? But it it, it also ca- it doesn't capture the best possible decision that you could make because it only captures part of it. Because there might be an argument in regards to uh, in regards to in regards to sitting on the couch that like better than uh like the like going for a run for instance or something like that so it's all like for instance like it might be better to relax so uh so it, 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 like, it, it depends on high... your goals
0: right yeah. depends on goals
1: yeah but no but no no but what i'm saying is that like there might be a single system that like if all humans follow then it will make their life better okay based based on like uh, based on evolutionary traits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and based on like happiness uh, to them and like uh, other uh, like so hap so happiness ev- which comes from evolutionary traits which comes like from how they benefit them and the survival of them and their families i guess mm-hmm. so one one system might be better to to them more than other system but i'm what i'm saying or what my point is is that uh, that system is probabilistic in nature?
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's not it's not something that you can write in in a book like and say oh yeah like I am gonna follow all of those set of rules and then I will be happy hundred mm-hmm. percent you know or I'll be like my maximum happiness will be reached as a, yeah. as a, as, a, as a species and I think yeah.
0: that. So I was so going to say it also depends on your goals. I mean, for some people, happiness is not the goal either. I mean, happiness yeah, yeah. or contentment. I mean, the funny thing is we've evolved. I mean, this is kind of annoying, <laughs> but we've evolved not to be happy. And
2: mm-hmm. what I mean
0: by that, what I mean by that is we, we're never happy. Like you can be happy for a short period of time. You know, I, I give you a chocolate bar. You love chocolate. Now you're happy. Then you eat the chocolate. Now you're like not happy anymore. And you eat chocolate every day. Now you don't even like chocolate. You're sick of chocolate. (laughs) Our Brains, like, you know, you win a million bucks. You become elated over the moon. Mm -hmm. One week later, you look at the people that won the lottery. The happiness goes way down. Sometimes even goes below um, (laughs) where they started. (laughs) We've evolved to want to constantly strive and struggle, right? And to constantly do more. We're not... The thing that overrides that is some some drugs can override that, you know. Meditation can override that, uh, mm-hmm. mindfulness can override that. Like weed, weed is an example. I don't like weed to mm-hmm. be honest, but like types things like this, they they help you to recenter yourself because uh, uh, evolution wants us to keep running, <laughs> right? So, right? Yeah, so that's yeah. That's not it's necessarily better. good for us, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like it's, it's good. It's good. Survive. It's
0: good for surviving, mm-hmm. but like a lot of us, we're past surviving now, and we're still mm-hmm. running. <laughs> like as if we're gonna. Yeah. There's a lion chasing us, you know.
1: Yeah, we we like the struggle. Yeah, I guess. But 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 yeah, like there could be there could be one system uh, that like it's like puts puts those evolutionary needs or, or meets those evolutionary needs better than another system. That that was, I guess, a point that I wanted to take yeah. across. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Uh, I don't think that system is is in general something that you can have from one set of rules. I think it's like more, that yeah, it's an approximation.
0: I would say, I guess what you're trying, I think what you're trying to say, even though you use the word happiness, is human thriving to maximize. yeah. yeah. Human thriving. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So to maximize human thriving, in my opinion, the best system is humanism, but it's not written in stone. It's flexible and it's based on. Um, the conditions and the situation. And, you know, you make decisions that prioritize human well-being over other things. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes people will will strawman humanism and they'll, they'll look at something that America is doing or some country is doing and they'll say, well, they're not doing the right thing, which is true. Like not everything America does is good or best for humanism. Many, you know, many of the decisions that are made in America are based on corporate greed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes me sad. It breaks my heart to see that if you look at Facebook and you look at the amount of money they make and you look at year by year, the total profit has gone from zero to a billion to 10 billion to 20 billion. It keeps increasing Mm -hmm. and billions and billions. and, And it's just like stacking up the wealth. Yet they continue making decisions that that are not in the best interest of everybody. Only in the best interest of them. So, for example, there was a Facebook uh, whistleblower. You can look her up. And she she did an interview with 60 Minutes. And she talked about how Instagram, they Instagram is Facebook. They know that the feeds are hurting young women because it, it promotes unhealthy um, body expectations or whatever. Right? And they know this. They, they're like a very smart company. They have all the tools, they have data scientists, they have everything. they have the facts in front of them. They have internal reports saying you can reduce the amount of harm being done to young women by changing the algorithm in this way. Of course mm-hmm. you'll make a little bit less money, but you'll basically save lives, okay like at the end of the day they're saving lives. Yet they don't do that. They're maximizing mm-hmm. the profit. they put the, they crank the thing all the way up to make the most money at the cost of social repercussions to the society and they don't care so that's not that's not humanism that's obviously corporate greed and you know thankfully there's people that like put the hand up and said i've been trying to make an you know raise this issue to the community uh, to the to stakeholders at facebook and they're just ignoring me right mm-hmm. the system is made to make money and that's what it's doing so you know it's unfortunate that you know we have advanced companies and that are able to do these things and take care and make a little bit less money, but still they're focusing on money, which is unfortunate. And that's not what humanism is about, you know, yeah. and I'm glad that people are actually are, are whistleblowing and, and making a big deal of these things because someone has to take them to account for because they're making profit, but the side effects of society is paying. It's not fair. It's mm-hmm. kind of like when tobacco companies make so much money and then the government has to pay, you know, in a country that has public health care, the government's paying subsidizing the tobacco company's profit by paying for cancer patients. So, you know, finally, at some point, we, we as a society held the tobacco companies to account and sued, you know, the government collectively, collectively sued them to get the money back for all of the damage they've been doing to people's health. So I think it's tricky. But I do think that, yeah, we as a society, we need to go forward with what's best for humanity and for all creatures. Like, you know, you're, like you said, you yeah, mean exactly. you this yeah. is what we want as, a, and this is what we're calling for. And this is what I'm, you know, preaching, basically. That's my religion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And actually, like, I think, like, I think, like, uh, going back to that point, like, I think, like, religion, um, like, would evolve in any species. So, I think that, like, uh, so in any species in the universe that evolve higher intelligence, I mean, in the lo- uh, and, and why in the long run it could be, yes, like, why I think it could be useful in the long run for human development so I, I think like any any species in the universe if we assume that it evolved naturally it would have like certain uh, s- certain traits that needs to keep the species to survive right and those traits would come way before rational thinking so those traits could be translated uh, as religion or philosophy that are adapted by like a society at large like for instance like human babies uh, take many years to develop and need human supervisors in order to survive. That's why, like, for instance, uh, human babies don't even recognize themselves until, like, three to four years old or something like that. It's called mirror recognition test. But, uh, but yeah, if we evolved in the sense, like, so that's why we evolved the sense of community and the sense of belonging. So, also like, also having a community uh, gives away a higher chance of survival rather than a single family. So even if the human b- babies develop right away in short period of time, this uh, like even even if the human babies developed in short period of time, uh, it might be even better to survive in a group more because like it would be good for collaboration and stuff like that. So maybe certain uh, mental health comes in human like certain good mental health like good mental health comes in humans uh, and is evolutionary like some like some evolutionary uh, things are not being met and that could be accounted for by having some sense uh, of belonging or a community so like humanism I guess provides that like for like I guess like atheists and stuff so I guess like religion uh like provided those things as but it it has many other negative aspects that lagged uh people behind,
0: yeah for sure uh for sure, is religion has evolved for a reason, and um sorry, sorry about that, my son was making noise there, um yeah, I was gonna say is religion evolved for a good reason, obviously, and um. Yeah, so like Sapiens, um Yuval Harari talks about this in Sapiens. This belief in a shared um spirit, you know, a shared God belief, it actually probably united Homo sapiens to to defeat mm-hmm. the other competing, you know, like for example Neanderthals and stuff like that. But I think again, you know, based on a collective evolution, y- you know, we need to get past these ancient, you know, barbaric stone age, yeah, bronze exactly. age religions, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, like, for instance, like some people might say like there are like mental health issues that like uh, ex-Muslims get and stuff, but that can be explained for instance, like imagine like having your own community and then all of a sudden because you're ex-Muslims, you're, 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 you're not anymore more uh, surrounded by that support right and you're by yourself so you get like negative side effect because of that because we we have better uh mental health when we are in a group i guess and i think that like sir like that um uh that's yeah. evolutionary speaking i guess
0: yeah that's for sure that's for sure um that when you lose religion you sometimes miss out on some of the benefits of the community and yeah, so well. definitely we do need a replacement for that
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but it has many negatives. Like for instance, like the concept of identity, uh, it provides a way to dehumanize uh, like other other humans. Like so, for instance, that identity could be a religious identity, such as Islam. So as as humans, like empathy, like evolved for us, but we also had to have the ability to kill other humans, mm-hmm. uh, right? Because there was group attacks and stuff like that. So. But that that thing comes by dehumanizing them. so that's why, for instance, in World War Two, like uh, America used to like make a lot of um like I guess like negative TV shows about Nazis and stuff like that, right and painting them in a in in in, not, in uh, like in a different color in order to make uh, in order to like for for the soldiers to kill them. As it, to be able to kill them right and it comes mm-hmm. like with any type of war that like you're dehumanizing the other individuals so you don't see them as humans anymore right so you see them as other things
0: yeah right? yeah yeah mm-hmm. that and that's what that's what all of these um so i think religion you're right. it does contribute to this problem and of course there's other evil systems like fascism and nazism that actually did the same thing that other the other people and made it easier to kill them and of course islamic extremists do the same thing they they say oh you're not because you're not allowed to kill muslims but they say oh these guys are apostates and they'll do that to their own people for example anwar sadat because he you know he made a uh, peace treaty with Israel they said he's right. an apostate and they killed him as extremists do these things right eh? yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah. like and 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 like when you uh, I guess six zero zero point I wanted to like talk about right now but I forgot <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs>
0: so okay well, if when you do the member let me know um okay. one thing that we we were planning to talk about was al-azza and al Azza's what are they saying they're calling oh yeah yeah yeah
1: one one very interesting thing is that so al-azhar is like for the people that don't know like it's a famous islamic establishment in egypt right Uh, so it's like i guess like very famous among muslims and uh, they were saying that uh, they were asking a poll and asking people uh, why do people become atheists and why do they become ex-muslims i guess and they were asking a poll for people and uh and like who wins this poll will get like 50,000 or no 50,000 Egyptian pounds which is mm-hmm. like divided by 12 so that's like you know about $3,000 or something like
0: how, how do you win
1: so like if if they like your ideas or something oh,
0: like that oh okay okay
1: yeah so like if they like if you if they like your ideas uh like then then they they will like uh, <laughs> they will like give you give you that money I guess, like, it's, like, to be, uh, like, uh, to be accurate, it's, like, it's more like uh, uh, like 4,100. Oh, it isn't. (laughs) Either way. Anyways, (laughs) what happened? Yeah, so what happened is that, like, they made that poll, and, like, you know, there, like, one lady came to the national TV and and asked why. I still follow it, uh, like, even though I live here. But, uh, but, yeah, like, uh, she was saying that... uh, Many people are becoming ex-Muslims and stuff like that, and we need to fight this disease. As so you were saying, it like as disease because it's catastrophic. As like in their words, to de- uh, destabilize the society. I don't know how you destabilize the society by by being ex-Muslim. We don't like we don't do anything like in that in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that too, that was very interesting to see. But yeah, like that that goes also to about like the dehumanizing thing about <laughs> identity. Yeah, no, now I remember. I guess like it's it's so that's why one of the reasons I I I I always I analyze myself so I don't I don't stumble upon um, like having an identity for myself. Like I just prefer to be a free thinker. I guess yeah absolutely
0: absolutely i mean it's so beautiful to be able to not be limited to what this dogma is telling you you have to think you can just think what you want to think you know
1: yeah exactly yeah one very interesting thing is that i had one uh, in my undergraduate i did it in canada as well immigrated in high school to canada uh, just because i took exams and stuff but uh, i did university actually in high school oh yeah but uh i had one jewish friend and like one uh like my family was worried of him so i like to meet people that i haven't met before and just because i get a different uh, point of view that i never came across i learn i find that i learn i learn i learn from that mm-hmm. so and my my family were 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 actually worried of him because he was jewish Right. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's really sad because I think like Islam in particular, like dehumanizes uh, Jewish people. Yeah. And also like, I guess like uh, Christians as well, but like less to, to some less extent, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, but after that, they, like, they learned to like, you know, that he's a nice person and stuff.
0: Awesome. uh, Awesome.
1: But yeah, like after, after uh, like also like some identity issues that comes like from religion, it might it might not allow you to like explore things like genetics, AI, or other areas of cosmology because like it would contradict with your religion. So I remember I had a friend from Afghanistan in, un- during my undergraduate he was a Muslim and uh, it was very sad because the guy was uh, like oh, very smart with mathematics and he was also smart in physics as well uh, he's taking physics and uh, uh, because he started having doubt doubts because of his because of physics then he left he left physics altogether and i find that very sad uh, so so it's like well, uh, that well, I, why why well
0: i'm sorry what was it in physics that caused him to I don't so it was,
1: it was about like the Earth being round, I guess, and, like the Earth being flat in Islam, I guess. Like, so this him...
0: guy was a flat Earther because I yeah. actually don't know any Muslim. I mean, I know one. I mean, I know one Muslim who thinks the Earth is flat. I don't know many of them.
1: Yeah, he thought that like the Earth is flat, and also like uh, he, he was telling me. I, I didn't tell him that I'm my ex-Muslim. He was telling <laughs> me that. <laughs> I just wanted to understand him better, I guess. So uh, he was telling me that like he, he's also like starting to like starting like because due to critical uh, critical analysis and stuff, like he's starting to see like contradictions in, in, in Islam. Uh, and then he decides that like uh, because, of, uh, because of that, he thinks like that uh, him pursuing physics, and uh, science in general would would be contradictory like it would would drive him
0: away wow yeah i mean he's probably on the right track because i you know many many early scholars did say that the earth is flat based on the quran and sunnah they they do Mm -hmm. say that most muslims don't take it that way but i guess if you study enough physics they might and science in general, it, it will actually cause some doubts. And I guess he he was seeing in advance that he was already having issues. Yeah, so exactly. Instead of, instead of allowing his worldview to be contradicted or even reconsidering his Islamic worldview, because some people are able yeah. to do that, too. Like, OK, yeah. well, maybe the Quran's not talking flat earth. I'll, I'll still be Muslim, but I'll just throw yeah. that part out. And then yeah, maybe, maybe this hadith is kind of bad, but I'll just throw that out. And then eventually they're like, ah, I don't believe any of this." But this guy was like, "Okay, I don't want my iman affected." Was he Salafi by any chance?
1: Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> he was a hardcore Salafi. <laughs>
0: knew it. I knew it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, like it's quite sad to see that. But uh, I mean, I mean, like, so I think like identity issues uh, could could cause that. And I mean, like that's all. That's like was basic physics. So imagine, like going to like if you went to cosmology or something like that, and started like exploring, uh, like other aspects. Like, for instance, there is a certain like, uh, like called cyclical cosmol, like cyclical cosmology that uh, could explain uh, what happened before the Big Bang. So imagine uh, that was like by Roger Penrose who. Famous mathematician who won the Nobel Prize in Physics um, recently in two thousand and twenty. But uh, but imagine if we went to that extent. So I mean, so I guess like he he knew what would happen in the future. <laughs> and w- what is very sad is that I remember like now that like I always see that Muslims commenting saying that like uh, algebra like Islam gave algebra, right? But Islam didn't give algebra. It's a person it's one human being who follows uh-huh. islam who yeah. did think like that how, how like did, did algebra was algebra invented like in in the quran <laughs> <laughs> and like even like mathematics did not originate like by islamic society it originated by many societies like egyptians greeks and byzantine like people from iraq etc mm-hmm. right so
0: so yeah that's it's very, a collective human effort that's building on top of previous knowledge right yeah
1: exactly like I, that's and why i don't sorry to cut you uh no good oh i was just gonna say that like that's why i say like when you say like when someone says like western values i don't think of them as western values i think of them as humanistic values right so,
0: exactly like, yeah yeah, yeah so, the I west mean, doesn't own them right
1: yeah like one the, i don't think you can pinpoint one idea to one single human being, it's a collective effort that, uh, especially to rev- revolutionary ideas, it's a collective mm. effort that allowed for you to do that.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, um, there's a comment, one comment one want to deflect, saying, I must have been the worst Salafi ever. Um, <laughs> again, I'm just going to be, the, all the Salafis I know, every single one of them, not one of them believes in flat earth. There's only one guy I know online, two people i mean i do get comments on my youtube channel saying you you dummy earth is flat you know look it up and they send me some propaganda videos but like that's not a that's not a common belief among muslims let's just put it like that salafis they tend to be more likely to fall into flat earthism but i think in the modern world most people have made peace with like the science and the quran would you agree with me i don't know if it's different in egypt but in canada not even one Muslim was a flat earther that I know, not even one. And this, yeah, is like, yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, yeah. like in Egypt, uh, they do, they do like say, even, even say the acceleration of the
0: universe
1: uh, is be, like it's mentioned in the. Quran, I mean, that's that's theory the theory.
0: that's more common. That approach yeah. is way more common that yeah. change the Quran to make it fit science, not throw out all of science. I mean, this this yeah. sort of conspiracy thinking is like obviously it's not limited to Islam. There's lots of Mm -hmm. flat earthers that are not Muslim. Most of them are probably not Muslim, but Mm
2: -hmm.
0: a lot of Christians are flat earthers too, for the same reason that it, to them, the Bible, the way they interpret it. And then of course, there's Christians like, for example, Dr. U Ross that does the opposite, that believes that the, 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 the the science is accurate in the Bible, which is weird, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's different ways of taking it. Right. Um, so yeah, regardless anyways, um, So what was it? What was I gonna say? Yeah,
1: go ahead. Yeah, Uh, so I was just actually I have so I mean I'm a closet ex uh, like I'm a closet atheist, right? So uh, so I have like many Muslims friends. So just because like the reason the reason being uh, is that um, I mean I understand them better. Like I like I instead of like dehumanizing me and stuff like that, then I understand how their brain works like and how, yeah of course and how, and how they like rationalize through things i find it pretty interesting but uh, one person was like uh, giving me like uh, i have haven't heard uh, amr khaled since a long time he's a famous preacher like Abdullah Rushdie but one very interesting post that uh, my friend gave me was about amr khaled saying uh, like the issue is, recently there happened a big issue with facebook uh, and people uh, couldn't log in and stuff like that and uh, because of COVID and stuff then Amr Khaled started saying that see like we are as humans we are so weak and like uh, like, don't put your eggs in one basket and God can like uh, this happens because like uh, God uh, like we're not uh, like you, you need to give yourself to God and you need to do this for God and we are weak etc and he kept rambling so, <laughs> I couldn't, like, uh, keep going, like, watching the videos, but I mean, his video, but I understood his point. So, I mean, one one thing I wanted to touch upon is that, like, like if we keep understanding science and, like, engineering, and we could even prevent, like, natural disaster from happening, right? So, even, like, uh, we could even, like, uh, like, like for vaccines and stuff we could have like much research that goes into these things and like things like even like like natural disasters that always Muslims say occurs, we could use like um, environmental engineering for instance if I remember correctly like China used in that in the Olympics to create artificial rain so in the future we might be able to like control earth to that extent so that we don't need to say that we are weak to in you know, like and we, we need to turn to god like what what i don't like about the islamic mentality and i think like it's a very negative thing is that um, instead of looking towards solutions and instead of like looking for a rational answer they look for they look for uh, a, a, an answer that that will not help whatsoever right it will not help uh, in the long run. It will not help in the short run. And uh, it might even, like, if, we, if there was no, uh, like, a, a advanced society, uh, there, like, might be a natural disaster that could be prevented, like, such as a comet coming to Earth or something like that. And uh, Muslims wouldn't have had, like, a, like a, some, a solution towards that. Right. so so that's saying that I really hate in that mentality is that like this mentality allows you to like bury your head in a sand uh, and not look like not look for like the problems and the solutions to those problems.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, let's just talk about this a little bit more. Yeah. We human beings and and I think thought experiments are so helpful to show why religion or Islam is false in particular. Because the thought experiment is something that it doesn't have to be true, but it, it could be true. It's a possible, yeah. it's a possible future situation. Yeah. In this thought experiment, human beings can control the weather. Now, mm-hmm. today, it seems like unbelievable. But mm-hmm. it's it, like a lot of things that we thought were unbelievable are happening today. Like, yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, imagine the world where you now have a machine that can control the rain. Let's just say rain, not earthquakes, not anything else, tsunamis, just, just rain. So it's like a giant fan or whatever. It blows the clouds and the clouds come and they, they rain. Because we don't have this technology, California, which has the best part of farming land on one side of the, you know, the country and the, the part where the rain comes is the other side, with, not where the farming land is. Yeah. They have giant aqueducts that take the water from where the rain comes and push it to where the farmland is, the good farmland, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So they
0: spend millions of dollars on this. But now we have a machine that does this, right? So now the machine goes and it blows the air or whatever. According to Islam, Sunni theology, there's a prayer, a special prayer where Muhammad used to raise his hands up and used to pray for rain. Yeah. <laughs> we know for a fact now, based on the start experiment, that, that rain prayer does nothing because yeah. we can control the rain. Yeah, so that exactly. clearly shows that I mean, you don't even need that right now because even right now, even if you can't control the rain, we mm-hmm. can understand the, all the material effects in how the rain works like right. the weather patterns, the weather. Right. We, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. probabilistic models yeah. that next Friday there's a 70% chance of rain.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, we, we have to, like, right now, we can predict like the weather to a very accurate, uh, like, 100, almost 100% accuracy right and like, i mean uh,
0: yeah. there's a running there's a running joke that the weathermen they always get it wrong so sometimes it's mm-hmm. wrong but it's better yeah. than it's better than 50 percent chance it's not it's yeah. not pure luck there's some science yeah. behind that and the you know i don't know the exact accuracy but yeah it'd be, the further away it is obviously the less accurate it becomes because mm-hmm. there's more and more variables that are affecting yeah, yeah, the, exactly. the thing. but like for example for tomorrow i mean most of us would if we're going to go to the beach we just look up the weather we'd be like yeah the weather yeah. tomorrow is sunny so yes, I'll go to the beach. Sure. Oh, it's yeah. raining. Okay, we better not go tomorrow. We have that much faith in science and in meteorology that we we believe. And of course, never mind that if there's like a tornado warning, yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna take that seriously. We're gonna like prepare for that. Especially if we live in a place where there's or earthquake warning. Whereas like religion, prayer, what does it do? What is it yeah. doing? How is it helping yeah. us? Right?
1: Yeah, and I mean like it creates like. In, in in that in that point, I wanted to raise is that it creates two problems. Is that religion first of all create uh, create like it, it intermingles with the culture, right? So the culture is probably like a big part of the intelligence of the society. Like maybe I would say like forty percent, like you know, culture and like sixty percent genetics, or something like that. But yeah, like. Uh, so this this type of attitude like decrease decreases like the um, scientific uh, mind in, in 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 societies where like Egypt for instance,
0: right? Yeah. Can you or, explain why wh- how that happens?
1: Like yeah, like for instance, like uh, let's say let's say you do you do like sometimes you do things uh, because you're you're like you're engulfed in the uh, culture and you don't really uh, think about them. So like for instance you might say uh like oh yeah like so this thing happened to me so it, it's like qada wa qadr so that's like a very famous thing in, in Egypt. So that like that if God's if God will wills it then it will happen, right? So and inshallah, towards everything. So inshallah doesn't really matter really that much, it doesn't uh have like negative uh impact on the society. I guess it does have like, on a smaller aspect, uh, but in the Qadda'u Qadr, for instance, we, you, you stop using your mind anymore and look for solutions that might be benefit, beneficial to prevent this situation happening in the future, right? To prevent this situation happening in the future. And it, 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 like, it, it, many aspects, like, uh, religious culture provides a way, uh, to inhibit the critical uh, thinking behavior in, in the society, hmm. right? Like, it inhibits yeah. critical thoughts.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I wanted you to elaborate on. And qadan yeah. means like fate or destiny or decree. Yeah, or yeah. So it's Allah's will that this was gonna happen, yeah. basically, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And do you think this? You think this holds back the society from investing in science and progress and stuff like that? You, yeah, have you yeah. You, have you seen this with your own eyes?
1: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it it influences uh, the society in that direction, and it can be seen like by the scientific output of Egypt relative to other countries, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even like Islamic countries, uh, like the scientific output lags way, way, way
0: behind yeah uh, but to be yeah. fair it's a little bit more complicated than that because yeah there's because also all, money gdp levels yeah. i mean it's i would i would like to see an example the best example to me is the one where you had a student that you knew in the same were you in canada or egypt
1: uh i i i was i lived in egypt and then i migrated to canada so I but i mean it.
0: the student that was flat earth guy
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So that that was in Canada. So that's... that's...
0: Yeah. So that's a perfect example. So here you have yeah. a society where that's the perfect example because now you're not talking about Egypt versus Canada, which are totally different yeah. in yeah. so many different ways. Yeah. You have same country, mm-hmm. two different students, mm-hmm. and even worse, you're both... Egypt- was he Egyptian?
1: Uh, he was from Afghanistan.
0: Oh, yeah, Afghanistan. Okay, so both Muslims, not from the same country, yeah. but both yeah. Muslims... Yeah, sorry like Muslim background both Muslim background one guy goes deep into science and you You know know. math and physics and the other guy is like backing out of it because of religion it would have been even better if you were both Egyptian and then it would be like night and day you know example of like how the dogma is I mean we all know this but I'm just saying to prove a point you know, the best example is if you have two people in the same country that are studying the same thing and one of them, because of the religious belief, is backing out. Now that's a perfect example right there yeah. of how the religion is holding back people from progressing.
1: Yeah, and, and, even, and even like going back to your point about like GDP and stuff like that, like the culture also, also like is, is the aspect of that. So like if you think about like if, you, if there is a more like uh, critical mindset towards in the society, then critical mindset would be applied to every single thing, including like how to have a better like, economy and stuff like that. And people could say, uh, what about like, Western influence that happened in Egypt, for instance? But that doesn't make any sense, because actually, did you know that in Egypt, we didn't have printing press for 300 years or something like that? And it, yeah. was, it was until France, I think France was it? Yeah, France. Uh, when friends came to Egypt, uh, a lot of a lot of the sheikhs were saying that they don't they were one person actually destroyed it because he was thinking that it will it will be used to print the wrong version of the Quran. Right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yasir qadi has a lecture about this, how mm-hmm. the Muslim world, he said this was one of the biggest mistakes of the Muslim world was to ban the printing press. And he said this caused severe repercussions that are still to this day felt in Muslim countries yeah. because it caused the Muslim countries to lag behind every other country that had now like like literature was becoming accessible for everybody. Yeah, Whereas in Muslim exactly. countries, they're like, no, no, we want to write it by hand. We want to make sure, which is funny because which one is more likely to have mistakes? Yeah. The one that's written by hand or the one that's, <laughs> mass copy like one perfect copy you know what
1: i mean yeah. yeah and like and culture is so intertwined like even even in a small aspect like saying inshallah right you when you say inshallah you inshallah you actually stop using your mind you stop using your uh your 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 prefront like your your logical brain and you only have a memorization aspect of that Right, so critical thoughts is way, way, way inhibited in that society, and like another negative thing that religion has is this: it provides you a concept of meaning. So it 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 has a ready concept for, of like for you that gives you that meaning, right? That meaning and uh, like that that this is the absolute truth in your world, and uh, when this happens. Like of course, meaning like I guess like it provides it it helps us survive because like it groups us together, but I guess like um, this this religion provides like a ready meaning for people, and this actually robs people from actually seeking their own meaning or path to find in life. So someone might have like someone might have like lack of meaning, uh, like and and find like for instance science like. Me or and mathematics, then they like if I stayed with religion, then that would have robbed me from seeking that meaning, right? And like religious people saying that like some people like who are atheist or nihilistic or whatever, but I think like I I think the reason that this happens is that like it's a it's a response mechanism for people who are like who were brought up in Abrahamic values. Or like you know, like saying that like those those are the meaning, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then yeah, like all of a sudden you you strip that apart, and then all of a sudden you have uh, you have that robbed. Uh, like you, you have you, you don't know what is the meaning in the world. Then your brain is confused. So I think there is a protection mechanism for the brain to become depressed as like it shuts down until it finds something else to help as a way to enforce survival better, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, just, sorry, I'm trying to see around my camera here. Uh, For those of you who are enjoying the stream, it's been two hours now. And if you stuck around with us till the end or just joined, please do give it a thumbs up. That's very helpful to the algorithm. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we're almost done. I want to share this. My friend just shared this with me. This is interesting. God and robots will AI transform religion. Artificial intelligence is 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 changing how we interact with everything, from food to healthcare, and also to religion. So basically, robot priests can recite prayers, <laughs> deliver sermons, and even comfort those experiencing a spiritual crisis. This is the funny thing is, like giving this giving credit to the religion for this. Like you don't need like if you have like a robot nanny, that's amazing. Like that is amazing. You don't need religion. You don't like why? Why put religion into that? It's already amazing. Like it's it's there. I, 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 this is wild. I mean, we're getting to the point where, man, I think sentient bots. Are, I don't want to say around the corner because I think I still think there's a long way to go. But like at least you know be able to help people, and you know we we our brain doesn't know the difference. Like if you put on weird goggles. It feels real. Like it feels like you're walking on top of a building or you're like in an airplane. It feels so real. So like when you see a face and it's smiling and it's talking to you from all intents and you know, for all intents and purposes, maybe this will be one way of delivering help to people that um, I mean, right now it's more expensive, but eventually this might become actually an accessible way of giving people mental help, like someone to talk to. It's someone to talk to some people. A lot of old people don't have anyone to talk to this robot could talk to them and they'll feel like they're talking to a real person because the brain sees someone smiling and eyes, you know, it gives empathy and, you know, well, isn't that amazing? Like, doesn't that, that's beautiful. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of funny that. um, Giving it a religious context, though.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, we've been talking for two hours. Um, is there anything else you want to share before we um end up? I by the way, those of you who want to contact um Tarek, check the comments, uh, the description. There's a link to a Facebook account. You can message him on there and um, yeah, that there's that you can contact him that way. Um, would you Would you like to add anything else? Any other topics we missed?
1: Yeah one final uh, point that I wanted to talk about so so in regards to like human limitations so like what I do is mathematics and physics so mathematics like is an exact science so in the sense that it's based on an axiomatic system so axiomatic system is like a system of rules and then using those rules you get uh, like you, use using logic you get uh, results from that you get theorems and results from that so, uh, for instance, however, mathematic like we use our brain to rationalize uh, in about the world, right? So there there might be a, a better approximation that that we don't see like like for instance we don't cannot imagine really big numbers. So our axiomatic system might be limited. And also, like our, like we probably don't understand, uh, like we probably don't understand like probabilistic value, like probabilistic things that well. So even even that, uh, like we cannot comprehend that well. So our axiomatic system will not be able to capture it uh, that well, right? So uh, so I mean, like in that sense, we might be limited to the things we can, uh, like possibly understand or analyze uh, using uh, mathematics and 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 in translate that translate to physics i guess because mathematics is the language of physics but uh, but yeah like i think that's uh, like like that limitation also comes comes across like in in uh, in viewing religion as well right so i mean it, it, how it, how this links to religion is that um, there might be an absolute truth that actually uh give gives humans uh, a way of ser- ser- thriving, but um but uh, like to actually hold it like to actually it's like to hold it's probably a very very hard thing to do so that's i, I yeah i find that uh, very interesting and one final um, one final point uh, that i wanted to say is that like some people like some just because I want to close this off like is that like some people might say like okay yeah so what like there is like I don't know if you've heard about it but there is a kal- kalam argument where uh yeah. yeah like I think one of the kalam argument is that like if the universe had a beginning uh then it started like it had a creator or something like that but uh, I mean the universe it could cycle in between like big bangs and then at some amount of time, like there is a theorem in mathematics called Poincare recurrence theorem, is that it says that like after like in a dynamical system, after a long like a long but finite time, uh, that system goes back to initial conditions. So there might be like it the, like it, the universe might go back to the to its initial conditions again and cycle in between like big bangs and. And again, going back to initial condition, and that seems like a far, uh, like, um, yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't, it wouldn't have like the contradictions that we we have about like an intelligent creator, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, absolutely. And just want to say thank you for joining and for you know this discussion, for setting up that Facebook account for people can contact you, and uh, it was a great conversation. I definitely resonated with a lot of the stuff you said. Uh, so it was lovely and uh, yeah, we, we should get together again at some point. you know if you're ever in in, in my area, we can talk about that offline. Uh, you know I'd love to meet you and uh, definitely felt like you're a brother and you are actually my brother because I'm yeah. same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same thing,
1: same thing. We'll, we'll definitely be in contact yeah and really enjoyed. I uh, really enjoyed like our discussion today. It's really same. it was really nice.
0: Same. And and so just to end off then, just want to tell everyone, thank you uh, for the Super Chats, um, Stop Scamming Man and everyone else. And um, just want to say thank you to everyone for continuing to support the channel, continuing to be here and to support people in sharing their stories and, you know, discussing, uh, fighting it out in the comments with those, uh, a fellow Muslim in the comment that's going on about something else. Sometimes we <laughs> get a little bit distracted. But we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to update the description with all of the links that we discussed. And um, one more thing I do want to share, which I think is important and does help me, which is my Patreon. If anyone would like to support the channel, um, this is one way to do it. Um, so yeah, I have to. I have the camera in front of the screen, but yeah, here's a Patreon link. Um, if you'd love to, if you'd like to support the channel and give a little bit of mon- money every month to continue running it, I have actually hired a full-time employee that helps me for all of the live streams he goes and he adds timestamps so we can go back we can make clips out of it you can find the specific point that you're looking for and continue making content thumbnails all of that stuff that i don't have time to do on my own I'm, i am trying to automate as much as possible so that the content continues to come out you know it, it takes a lot of time to do this believe it or not and there is some money involved as well in terms of you know doing all of this stuff even subtitles all of all of the shorter videos not the long videos but all of the shorter videos will be subtitled as well which makes it more accessible helps more people to get the message so for those of you who have money and would like to support this is how you can support i am most graciously thankful to everyone that does support um including john stopman d Bodo, simon roper everyone that's actually donating already i think thank you so much i do appreciate it and it does help for sure and for the rest of you who are not donating that's okay. I do appreciate you coming, subscribing, liking liking, discussing in the in the live stream. This helps as well. This helps the channel get more visibility and I'm excited that I'm soon going to be back at at 60,000 before you know it. Then the this channel is going to be back to where it was. So with all of your help, so I do appreciate that. And we'll we'll continue to have m- more such conversations which is showing us that things are changing, you know. The, when, when when Tariq left Islam, when I left Islam, uh, to, two totally different times. And you know, yesterday, I, I met a bunch of people, we went out for dinner, people that I never met before, ex-Muslims, and many of them were like, you know, I really appreciate that what you're doing because this helped me, like watching your content and I was amazed to meet people that said I've watched like ninety percent of your content. I'm like, dang, that's a lot, but it 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 helps. Like it helps people that are you know confused and wondering, and they're in a state where they don't know whether they're right or wrong anymore. They they were taught one thing, you know, and some people you know it just they just need a little push, a little bit of encouragement to be to be told that you're on the right track, that you are doing the right thing and you're not crazy. You're not just, you know, leaving Islam for sex and drugs or whatever. You're you're doing the right thing, right? You're on the right track and be free. Be free of this dogma. Life is so beautiful. Wouldn't you agree, Uh, Talik? Life is so beautiful without Islam.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, I I spend most of my time like <laughs> like studying and like uh, seeking like the truth about existence in the world. Like I don't know how Muslims say, oh yeah, like if you're an ex-Muslim or atheist, then like uh, you're you're gonna like have sex in the streets and like sleep <laughs> with your sister <laughs> and like you know like do this and do that. Yeah. Like uh, you know, I I I I like actually when I. Uh, I don't have like any suffering in the world like and I like you know seek the truth about existence and being like recently being uh, like vegan was very very nice experience for for me so that's like you know like <laughs> like so I I mean like so don't like dehumanize us like and I, I, I personally I have like um like I have one friend who knows that I'm atheist and he's Muslim and like uh, we still like we're still friends, and sometimes go into discussion as long as like it's not um, it's not about even if it's religion as long as like I respect him and stuff like that, then it's not a big deal.
0: Absolutely, and that's the world we want to bring—a world where it doesn't matter whether you're atheist or Muslim or Christian or Buddhist whether you're black or white or gay or straight or doesn't none of that matters. All that matters is that we have a different opinions, but we respect each other and we're able to have conversations. We're able to work together for a better world. That's what we want. Right.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And,
0: and uh someone's asking, how can you watch for two hours? You know, this, this thing is engaging. Like I, I sometimes, when I when I tell people we're gonna talk for two hours, it's sometimes like really, and it, it ends mm-hmm. up being two hours because <laughs> yeah. the time
1: flies. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't even know that. I was kind of scared that like I was not gonna uh, able to say all of my points, and <laughs> I, I just I just found like we're at one one fifty, like one hour and fifty minutes. <laughs> I was going really fast through things.
0: Exactly. And and that's why there's also a podcast format. So those of you, you know, you, you don't have YouTube premium, and you can't watch on your computer or phone or whatever, it's like the video takes too much battery or whatever, just download the the podcast and just listen to it on there. That's an easy way to listen, right? And um, this is we're doing this for the better world. So um, I will be making clips as well, uh, other than so. I try to find the best parts of each interview and post those independently as well so that people that don't have time to watch the full thing can go and check those out. But yeah, that's a wrap, folks. Uh, Thank you. And uh, thank you, Tarek. And we'll hopefully have you know more more positive interactions with you and of course guys apostate brain is a, is also a subscriber to the channel and so yeah, he'll yeah. be in the live stream in <laughs> other live stream so you, you welcome him on the next you know we'll we'll be talking and stuff we'll be keeping in touch so that's it that up for everyone and uh see you at the next live stream i don't know if they're doing ep- the epileptic profit um this sunday i got to talk to gondal but if we are then i'll see you at that one otherwise i'll, I'll see you at the next live stream, stream which will be next week so uh take care everyone stay safe Um, stay well and, um, stay away from Islam. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.